I just feel so humbled, actually, seeing where we've come from as a church and um, just the visual of seeing inside that chapel building and knowing that um, some in- incredible, faithful people um, invested their lives. And as a result of that, we get to enjoy this. But it also makes me think that actually what we're doing as we present vision today is it's more than just whipping people up into a frenzy or presenting you with some gimmicks. This is about seeds of legacy. And what will other people be enjoying in decades to come as a result of our decision to sow into the vision today? Not just financially, but actually to take ownership of the vision that God is giving us as a church and to be his hands, his feet and his mouthpiece to the ends of the earth. So it falls on me to share what we are sensing over the church for this coming year. Our vision hasn't changed. It's emblazoned on the walls of the foyer. It's prophetic statements about the church that we see. And in great measure, we are already seeing. But actually, each year we ask God, what is it that you're specifically wanting to say over this church family? Where are you taking us? What are you wanting us to really spotlight this year? 2016, we talked to you about rebuilding ruins, building bridges, and creating culture. Those have, begun, those have become the mission statements for Skylark International, so they are very much a part of who we are and what we continue to do. 2017, we spoke about expansion, extension, and exponential growth. It was a stretching year for many of, of us in so many ways, but we are stronger for it. Last year, we challenged ourselves as a church to go closer, deeper, and further. Closer in our relationship with God, but also in our relationships with one another. Deeper into his word and into his presence, into prayer. And then further as we send people out in mission, but also to be salt and light wherever we are called. It's been an incredible year, as we've heard So what about this year? Well, it's really interesting because Pete and I were driving through France in the summer and we had the girls strapped in their car seats, which is always a helpful time to be able to talk and pray. Um, Life has changed a little bit for us and we don't get a lot of headspace for that these days. And we were talking and praying about all sorts of different things and talking with God about his vision for our church this year. One of the things that came to mind was justice. You see, we believe that the series that we had on Justice Matters was not just a teaching series. We have been irrevocably altered by that series. And we know that God is wanting to put that up front and center in the life of the church this year, but actually into the years to come. We want to address some of the social justice issues that we see across the world and closer to home. But we felt a really, really important nudge from God, not simply to knee-jerk react to all that we've heard, but to lean in, to pray like never before, so that we know what our unique contribution should be as a church. What is the thing that he's asking us to do? We've made a start. We have produced and released a spoken word on the issues affecting women across the world, which in just 48 hours has had over 5,000 views. Pete and I have taught on justice as we've traveled further afield and opened eyes and hearts to God's truth. 
We've also made some key connections with several organizations, all in differing fields, some of whom we will definitely partner with financially and relationally to continue the great work they're doing. In particular, I know that as a church, we were all impacted by Bishop D'Souza's visit over the summer as he shared the heartbeat and ministry of the Dignity Freedom Network in India. We spent some time with Joseph, with Andrea, um, and with some others after the service about the ways in which we could connect more strongly. And this year, we are hoping to be able to have our own adopted school in the Telangana state, which is where the Jogini problem is centered. If you don't know about the Jogini problem, that is temple prostitutes. It's girls as young as five years old who get married to a temple goddess and then become the property of their entire village. And the Dignity Freedom Network is working to give those girls an education to free them from a life of being enslaved and to enable them to have a hope and a future and to lead other generations in that freedom. That's just one thing. But we also sense that there are some specific things that God wants us to pioneer and start from this place. So many of you have come to us with ideas, with connections or questions about what, when and how. And our answer has been this. We are pausing to stop, pray, and seek God as a team, as we know there are some big things on the horizon for us to do. They are going to be significant, and they will hopefully involve all of us in some way, shape, or form. But it's important to start the new things that he puts on our hearts at the right time, in the right way, and with the right motivation. We want everything we do to be steeped in prayer so that it starts well and makes a difference. So as we prayed and mulled over the copious possibilities, there are some very clear dreams that have begun to form in our hearts. We do believe there will be specific projects and ministries, probably more than one, in addition to partnering with others who were already doing it that kickstart this year. But we have really clearly heard God to telling us that we are not to make a vision of social justice and we are not to make a vision of projects. It's going to be a huge part of the outworking of our vision, but that is not to be our sole focus. And I will explain more in a moment. Secondly, premises. Last year at the very end of Vision Sunday, we, we told you that we are feeling an enormous strain on the building. Not just on Sunday mornings, you know, if you've tried to park and you're here closer to 10 o'clock, it's becoming increasingly difficult to do that because we have grown as a church family. But actually, all through the week, the footfall is high in the building and we are creaking here. Um, that gives us an exciting opportunity. It means that we need to be looking to Jesus. And actually, from January of this year, we as a visionary leadership team began to prayer walk the city. And we began to scout out the land and to ask God what he was saying and what he wanted to show us. We've been active and on the front foot in that. Faith has begun to rise in our hearts to know that actually we believe that 2020 is going to bring a significant shift when it comes to premises. We can't tell you exactly what that shift looks like. If we could, I don't think we'd be moving in faith. But we have a very strong sense that next year is going to be a year of breakthrough. So maybe that will be the catalyst of us actually identifying a building. Maybe it will mean us moving in altogether. Who knows? But we are trusting God that this faith that we can feel now is more than just a seed. It's beginning to bubble up. And 
The building that we see is a bridge between church and community. It's where the kingdom is so tangibly at hand that you can't tell where one ends and the other begins. It's a place offering sanctuary, hope, and restoration for the most needy, broken, and marginalized in our community that meets need, that offers more space for the many projects and initiatives we're running, but with room to expand further. We also know that the DNA of this church is to be a resourcing church, to be a sending church, and to be a pioneering church. And this building is going to be threefold in purpose, local. So we want to meet need and to love people on our doorstep. National, because we are already planting churches nationally, but because also we host Skylark International and the majority of our churches are currently based in the UK. We are increasingly being given a voice on a national platform. And that is not something that we are boasting about. It is a privilege, but it is also a very, very humbling thing when you are asked to be God's mouthpiece for the nation and national strategy for the church with a capital C. But we are also an international sending church. We are only believing that there will be more missions sent. And it's really interesting that someone in the congregation drew our attention to a display in the Science Museum. Did you know that Skylark was an international space program? And actually there were, I think it's 445 missions launched um, as a result of that. It was one of the most successful and pioneering space programs ever. And we feel like that's, that's such a timely revelation because what we see is that different ones of you have got vision to do different things and that actually this call to justice will birth some things corporately but there will also be individual missions things that you take up the mantle for and you may do it under the banner of the church or you may do it more broadly than that we don't mind we're going to bless you in that because you are part of our church family and so we're excited to see those missions launched and released and lives changed but as we prayed and felt our hearts stir about the momentum over a new premises and what that would represent for the kingdom and what it would mean in terms of seeds of legacy, we very clearly heard God say that we are not to make a vision of a building. We're not to make a vision of a building. Why? Because we're the people of God. We are his church. No building makes us any more a church. And we do not dream of having a bigger premises for the sake of having a bigger premises. It is simply so that we can do more, that we can impact more, that we can send and resource more. And that is the unique call over this church. There are other churches that are called to stay small and have missional communities. We are called to be a resourcing church. We gather to be scattered to the ends of the earth and to make a difference. So we are not making a premises our vision. Because we believe that the vision that God has given us from this year, as we make a vision of that, that everything else will flow. So what is our vision this year? It's based around the final part of Hebrews 12 verse 1 and the beginning part of Hebrews 12 verse 2. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us as a church. And this is the most important part. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. It's so simple 
it's almost ridiculousness to share this. But I know that I have never felt more confident, passionate, or excited about sharing vision with you as I have today. Because our vision, quite simply, this year is Jesus. Our vision is Jesus. And as we fix our eyes on the pioneer and perfecter of faith, all those other things will flow. You see, to have a building and not to be in love with Jesus would simply mean that it's a wonderful architectural structure that points to nothing other than its own glory. But if we have a church who know him, who love him, who follow him and who share him. It doesn't matter if a time comes where we can no longer gather in a building. We will know that what we have sown into this generation will stand and will last and will gather momentum for the generations to come. And so that's why we're excited. I'm not giving you a gimmicky building project today. I'm not giving you social justice, although all of those things we know will flow from this because Jesus is passionate about building his church. He's passionate about growing us and changing us and making us more like him. So that's what we're going to do this year. And what I'm most excited about is that we have taken the time and the finances to physically represent our vision in the heart of this building for as long as we are here. You see, the backspace, our wonderful team, Alistair Tullock, Anna Robson, Yaz, Sue, Eddie, and others have been working tirelessly. They have knocked down walls, and they have created a prayer room. It's more than a prayer room. It is a sanctuary fit for the king. We are going to host the presence of Jesus, church. We are going to be a praying church. We're going to love him like never before. We're going to be obedient to his call individually and corporately. And from that, we are going to share him with everybody around us. And so in a moment, we are going to unveil that prayer room. And you can go and have a look afterwards. I would ask you to take your shoes off because it is done so beautifully and so excellently. It feels like holy ground. And um, it's going to be a space for us to sit and enjoy his presence. I believe that nations will be changed as we gather to pray, not just in that prayer room, but as we take that spirit of prayer out into our individual homes and contexts and families. So that's our vision for this year. We're going to do it now. Oh, yeah. And We are now, sorry, I forgot. They're waiting so patiently up there. We're going to unveil our vision. Take a look. Yay! It's there for all of us to see that we are focused on Jesus for this coming year. And we know that as we do that, he will not only continue to touch our hearts, but he will use us to affect social change when it comes to social justice, that he will use us to be missional wherever we find ourselves, and he will use us to share him and his love and his goodness to the ends of the earth. So that's our vision. It's really simple. It's definitely not rocket science, but it feels absolutely right that we should be making 
a focus and a primary focus on Jesus. And from that, all the rest will come. As a way of taking the vision out with you and carrying it in your hearts, as you leave today, we have made for you these beautiful easels um, with a bespoke Skylark prayer that we have written that is centered around the vision. And we want to finish today by praying this prayer together corporately. And then you can take it away with you. Um, Do be sure to pick one up and put it somewhere prominent in your house. What we want you to do is to pray this prayer at the start of each day. It's really simple. It's not very long. Um, But wouldn't it be great if we were all praying through the vision every single day of this year, um, that actually we're taking that prayer out um, and taking Jesus out with us too. Um, We will then unveil the prayer room. We're going to just do an official opening of that and pray over that and then we're done. So why don't we stand together as we pray our Skylark prayer. Jesus, be my vision. May I know you deeply, enjoying the closeness of your presence throughout this day. Jesus, be my vision. May I love you wholeheartedly, surrendering all I am to you throughout this day. Jesus, be my vision. May I follow you faithfully, walking in step with your heartbeat throughout this day. Jesus, be my vision. May I share your love freely, offering hope to those around me throughout this day.